Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Oregon's Warm Line is a service people can call to get peer support for mental health issues that haven't yet reached crisis levels. 20,000 calls came in in the second quarter of 2023, a huge increase compared to the year before. But a key state grant is expected to expire in the spring, throwing the future of the program into question. Kimberly Lindsay is the executive director of Community Counseling Services. That's the nonprofit that operates the line. She joins us now to talk about where they are. Welcome to the show. Great. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. What is your definition of a warm line? So uh, a warm line, um, it's almost easier to start with what it's not. So um, when we think about a suicide crisis line or just a crisis line, those lines are more more focused on keeping people safe um, and in the moment, getting them connected to a crisis resource as quickly as possible. Sometimes um, people may just want to talk with someone. They may just be experiencing some big issues in their life, and they'd like to be able to reach out to someone, but um, for whatever reason, a loved one or somebody within their support system isn't appropriate or available, um, and that's where a warm line comes into play. It's a free, confidential number that you can call to have a conversation with someone who can provide support during difficult times. Um, Whether you're in crisis or not, a warm line is um, it's a safe place for people to call and they're staffed by trained peers who have been through their own uh, mental health struggles and know what it's like to need help. Hmm. Well, so who who is on the other end of the line? How do you find people to staff it? Um, so... Um, And like I said, what I just ended with, the other end of the line is staffed by people who have been there, done that. Um, So they've had their own uh, mental health or addictions issues. They're um, in recovery and um, they have received training to work on the warm line. How do we find them? Well, we advertise in traditional on traditional venues. You know, we are on our website. We advertise with the employment um, department. We also advertise within community mental health programs across the state. Uh, and just that alone tends to generate enough um, referrals. So when we put a position out there, there's generally a a fair amount of interest in the positions that we're advertising for. And these are paid positions. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. There are many warm lines that are staffed by volunteers. And, you know, volunteers are the heart of America. But um, 
we wanted to go a step farther when we created the warm line and we wanted to really show value to the peers that are doing the work and keep them with volunteers. There can be a lot of turnover, um, less so when it's a paid position and all of our peers are paid. Can you give us a sense for how a, a conversation may play out? So somebody calls in and says they're feeling lonely they're, or they're, they're dealing with some some serious issues. Where might it go from there? Well, just to be clear, I'm not um, an operator on the warm line, so I don't I don't want to mislead uh, and take away from their awesomeness. Uh, but I can give a general sense. So all of our warp, our warm line operators are trained in the intentional peer support model, IPS, developed by Sherry Mead. It's a national model. And IPS is a way of kind of thinking about relationships in a, some might say a transformative way, in a healthy way. Um, we want to connect with them come alongside them, help them look at things from different angles, develop some awareness around what's going on, uh, talk about maybe any patterns that they may be seeing or potentially were seeing, and just support them um, in looking at it differently and to work with them in to work with them to come up with a solution. So it's really about learning and growing with the person rather than the operator telling them what they need to do. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now about Oregon's Warm Line. It's a free service people can call to get peer support for mental health issues that are not at the level of a crisis. I should actually mention the number. The phone number is 1-800-698-2392. Kimberly Lindsay is the Executive Director of Community Counseling Services. It's the nonprofit that operates the line. Not too long ago, the state, the Oregon Health Authority, gave you a $2.6 million budget increase, a grant. What were you able to do with that extra money? We um, worked with the state, identified a budget to take the warm line, who at the time, um, about a year ago, was 18 hours a day um, and English speaking only. We worked with the state to take the warm line to um, being 24 hours a day, staffed by multiple operators at any one time, and to add a bilingual line. So the, the funding increased from 1.1 million a biennium to 2.6 million for a biennium, a two-year period. And, and again, the big difference was increasing it to 24 hours a day and adding a bilingual line. Well, how big an increase in calls did that lead to? Well, we're still realizing the increase because uh, we received approval, formal approval, and the contract was signed last fall. Took us a little while to get up to speed. So um, we were fully staffed in the spring. So for comparison, um, the call volume for last year, the July through September period, we'd received 16,000 calls. After being fully um, staffed, which again started late in the spring and I uh, roughly around April or May, 
Um, so three months after being fully staffed, the July through September period, we received, and I'm just, just looking at this report, um, we received approximately 26,000 calls. So that would be, what would that be? That's roughly um, um, not quite, like a 30, about a 30% increase in call volume. Okay, so that's that is a sort of incomplete numbers, but a big a big increase already so far. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, mm-hmm. you heard from the state in August um, that this was going to be ending. What exactly did they tell you? Well, just uh, to be just to be candid, we heard from the state um, not too long after we were fully staffed that the funding was going to end. Um, these the increase was funded by ARPA dollars or what you know just loosely we call them the COVID dollars funding that came from the feds and uh, and to be completely transparent this was deep in our contract that there were ARPA dollars so we did miss that um, in fairness to us though when we put this together we there was no conversations with the state where we recall any discussion about one-time dollars and um, we also wouldn't have increased it to be 24 7 and add all of the staff that we did had we known okay so in other words in, in the fine print the state said this is one-time dollars you didn't yeah, you didn't was, realize that and and ramped yep. up thinking that this would be um long term well so we're ongoing, yep. ongoing where does that leave you now so when we realized that it was not ongoing, um, we, well, I won't go into all of the details, but we were in the process of making layoffs. And thanks to uh, a 11th hour save, really late 11th hour save, and a lot of interventions from um, a local commissioner here in Umatilla County and some state legislators, OHA did agree to continue to fund the warm line for six additional months. That was the initial um, language that we received in an email. I do need to add that just 30 minutes ago, I received an email that OHA is going to fund this, fund the warm line for one more year with uh, minus any funding that CCOs might send us. So there's a little ambiguity in that, but we did just receive word. I mean, I, I think it was about 1145 that I received word that we were going to be fully funded for one more year. So that's very exciting. Kimberly Lindsay, uh, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yep. Kimberly Lindsay is the executive director of Community Counseling Services.